play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. If you want to crown them, then crown their But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. Hello, everybody, and welcome into Commissioner's Corner. As always, it's Commission Con here, and I am all jacked up because it is finally Yarby Week within the Lug. For those of you who are just tuning into the League of Ordinary Gentlemen for the first time this season, the Yarby is our championship. It's a it's a way we're all connected as a group back to our childhoods, back to high school, uh, back to where this league all started. And as we enter year seven, we think it's very, very important to stay close to our roots. Um, and, and this year's Yarby is very special because it's not just about a championship. It's about a legacy. This year, we're square, we've got two amazing owners squaring off two amazing storylines that's Kyle George and Randall Tainer it's a battle of two men who as fantasy football owners have often wore the crown of best regular season owner who couldn't finish in the playoffs not anymore no the 2019 Yarby is going to tell us which one of these owners is taking that step into Luke immortality as they grab their first Yarby and the first championship of their career and which owner's going to be sent right back into that pit of mediocrity and, and and continuing along with that narrative of regular season stardom but but you know maybe lacking the clutch gene it's going to be an exciting one to see as I mentioned we're featuring Randall Tainer on one side and and if you've been following all year Randall's name's going to sound extremely familiar he's topped the power rankings most of the season and and along with that He's been somewhat of a star. He's week after week he's scoring the most points. His team's done it with flash, with pizzazz, and with discipline. It's been exciting to see um, at, at times worrisome, but Randall's always answered the haters with bounce back performances, led of course by Lamar Jackson and Chris Godwin. Um, Randall looks to not slow down at all as he he pulls out what was a tighter victory in the semifinals against Derek Sanger, who makes a great showing in his second. Lug playoff appearance of his career um, but Randall a little worried uh, was all over the rule book as Deontay Johnson was overcredited on points I think for or maybe it was Pittsburgh defense via Deontay Johnson was overcredited um, in the semifinals Randy was right on the rule book was making sure that was um, we we're getting those stats and those points correct and guess what didn't matter Randy answered the critics anyway got the dub there it was really exciting to see on the other side we see Kyle George who's found a new attitude since early on in week four if you'll remember Kyle was a little nervous out of the gates or maybe we were a little nervous for Kyle's team as he he struggled a little bit um, out of the gate one and three I believe before rattling off a seven and one finish I don't know someone's going to correct me on that I'm sure but it was pure dominance he was a freight train from hell running up the asses of competition throughout the Lug. And, and I think that's safe to say as a couple people put in the group text 
this is probably one of the first years, or or maybe not one of the first years, but definitely a year where two the two best teams are going to be representing the Luga in the championship, as is apparent by both of them being division winners in 2019 as well. One from Beyonce, one from Rihanna, the way it should be. And, and I want to give a quick shout out to Paul Sheffield, who I'm sure is already typing up his text to send to the Lou group chat about how his team was actually statistically the best team in the league. Yet, he just didn't find a way into the playoffs because of how things broke out. Melvin Gordon, I can't even think. I'm excited to hear what he has to say, honestly. It's going to be creative. Um, tonight, let's get to the schedule. Uh, I had this idea, you know, as I was kind of putting together topics for tonight and thinking about what we should talk about. I was hoping Kyle and Tyler could join me. And then, you know, I thought those guys have been working so hard all year. Kyle, of course, has to focus on the championship. Tyler has been exhausted since winning five straight game, four straight games to end the season and avoid the beer mile. Um, and so I gave them the night off in a sense, because tonight I'm not just going to have one or two co-hosts. I'm going to be co-hosted by the whole Luke. We're actually going to, uh, I I was thinking there's no way, no better way to keep everyone engaged in fantasy football than to, of course, do what everyone loves to do and get themselves talking about their own teams. Everyone likes to hear themselves talks and we're going to take advantage of that tonight. We're also going to reminisce on some of the best times of the year. Um, You're going to, like I said, you're going to hear from all the Luke members and I'm going to ask them a little bit about their thoughts on Randall and Kyle and the Yarby preview going right into their favorite memory from the Luke season. It doesn't particularly have to be, you know, about their own team. It could be about something in the group text that they might want to retell the story of or a moment when they were hanging watching football with another Luke counterpart and something spectacular happened. I'm excited to hear the stories um, that the, uh, those guys have to tell. And then lastly, we're going to round it out by asking about their interpretation of the 2019 Luke season. It was very even throughout the records um, and the standings uh, in the League of Ordinary Gentlemen. I think it's safe to say everyone really put up a positive showing as owners. Um, the worst record was five and seven. I mean, I, I know a lot of leagues are even, but that is incredible to me. I mean, the fact that five and seven is the, the floor of the league, that's as competitive as it gets, in my opinion. Um, and so I want to get their opinion on how this season will be remembered in the annals of fantasy football uh, history and how they'll always look back on 2019, year number seven of what has been One of my favorite activities every year since high school, uh, fantasy football with these brilliant minds, brilliant friends. I'm excited to talk to them. It's going to be a great episode. Let's jump right in. I'm not laughing about it. You think this is funny? I take this serious. I'm not. Real serious. I I put my heart and soul into this every single week. All I'm saying is the camera shows. I'm just telling you right now what I do every single week. Every single week. I put my freaking heart and soul into this. I study my off. I don't go out there and laugh. It's not funny. All righty. Talking to Tyler Bagenstoss now, Agent Double Eleven. I, I was mentioning in the intro your brilliant run to avoid the beer mile. How, how's it going? I know you're in the consolation bracket now. Things may have uh, taken a step back in terms of the pressure, but I know your intensity never wavers. How's fantasy football been for you um, since the regular season wrapped up? Still treating me very well. I love competing to the very end. I'm proud of my team and what we have accomplished this season. But excited for Kyle and Randall and for them to get a championship of their own this year, or one of them at least. That's right. And and you led me right into my first question there, Ty. And and as you so often do, I want to know your opinion on 
Kyle and Randall in the, the 2019 Yarby Championship for the Lug, the seventh iteration of such, and it's going to be a first-time championship. You were just saying that uh, yourself, and, and I think – you know, this is somewhat of a matchup of two guys who have been defined by regular season success without fantasy postseason victories. Yep, yep. I, I think Kyle and Randall as owners are very similar. Now, don't get me wrong, they have their differences, but they've always been successful and never really at the bottom of the leaderboard. But I see one strong competitor out of these two, and it's my boy on the pod with me. It's the Alpha Boys podcast. You know who I'm rocking with. It's my boy, KG. He's my boy, Kyle. He's got a a star-studded squad. He's got a playoff Derrick Henry. He's got a Robert Woods and a Rams team that's kind of amping up right now. Michael Thomas, maybe the best receiver in the league, uh, paired with the best tight end in the league in Travis Kelsey. The guy has a hot team right now. Look for him to ride that wave. Randall, I love you for getting here, but your time has come to an end. I'm sorry. Let's go, Kyle. And and you know what? I don't even know if you need to apologize because that's just brotherhood out of you. Like you said, Alpha Boys podcast, you got a reptile. It's all over, yeah. baby. And, and, and me and Randall are brothers, too. You know, don't get me wrong. Oh, right. I mean, all right. I, yeah, definitely. Uh, the, anyone in the Lug is a brother. But I'm saying, I mean, this season, if it can't be you, I would imagine you're always rooting for Kyle next. That's a fact. That's absolutely a fact. Right. And Connor, <laughs> you always get the short end of the stick, but I'm rooting for you slightly. Hey, you're, it, just always, you're just the guy who always – you outsmart a lot of people, and it just pisses, pisses everyone off. So you always <laughs> get the short end. Someone's got to wear that tag, and I'm happy to do it, Ty. I'm happy yep. to do it. Uh, you know, another thing that would really make me happy is reminiscing with you about this season because <laughs> it's been another classic in the Luke. Maybe, maybe our best ever. I, I was also – talking about how the the floor of the league being five and seven incredible and as we talk yep. about incredible moments I, I just need to know ty what was your favorite moment of the 2019 luke season um, off the top of the head i'm obviously i'm thinking of myself but this was the first season that really a last place uh penalty or whatever you want to call it was established and myself being obviously in the mix not going on a four or five game win streak to end the season to avoid the beer mile. Uh, it's just, it's no doubt my answer. I mean, my team, I've made a trade with John. I'm so not surprised you answered this way. I by made the way. a trade with John, with John just backfired his weights and helped me out so much. It literally um, caught it. It determined the fate of the beer mile. I don't think we've talked enough about that trade to, I mean, no. literally sealing both of your fates. I, I mean, obviously, we haven't talked about it because we're at the bottom of the leaderboard. But right. it was a huge storyline, huge storyline. I made some moves. I know you've still talked confident, about it. Still confident in myself as an owner. Uh, not as confident in John, but very pumped that I'm not going to be after running this and that we are going to be filming John Fishback, our brother, when he gets back. On January 3rd, he's let us know. So I'm excited for that. I'm excited for that. That's going to be awesome. And Ty, the last thing I wanted to ask you before I let you go here is just when you think back about 2019, what do you think this season will be remembered by? Like, what do you think maybe for you personally? Sure. Maybe for the league in general, just when you think 2019, you know, you think year seven, what's going to be the one thing you kind of always draw back to? I mean, definitely the most active, most competitive and most contingent uh, season we've had that being 
the I mean, Paul was kind of the star of the league the whole season, talking a bunch of shit that ever getting everyone riled up. That was a fun storyline. Of course. Uh me in last place talking oh, yeah. about the beer mile. It was almost you did you talked to your shit too, buddy. It. Oh, absolutely. You know that. I never hold back. I mean, it was almost for certain I was running it until I came back and made uh a run for the ages but uh that's here <laughs> neither here or there somehow you always get back to that topic somehow you yeah, always do it it is crazy how it happens and then uh jack i mean all the kind of leading up to this season his uh draft strategy we had him first on first guest on our, on our pod talking about his draft strategy and how he still thought he was the most capable we were hyping your team up at the beginning it was just super competitive a lot of trades a lot of the, and no one thought they were getting fucked over or anything it was just it was unpredictable. It was easily our our best season as a whole, like all owners combined. Um, cheers to that. I mean, it was a phenomenal season. I think everyone probably had the most fun this year. We stepped up the pod game. Shout out, Connor. Oh, um, shout out, yeah. every, all the hosts. That was it. You're definitely but, I mean, right. Yeah, two pods. I mean, fuck, dude. What's going on? We're killing this shit. Let's We're killing go. this, Luke baby. Luke forever, baby. Luke forever. Let's go. Luke forever. With that tie, let's wrap it there. Thank you so much for your time. That was an awesome, awesome segment there. I really appreciate yeah. it. No, I appreciate you having me on, man. And uh, I hope everyone is enjoying the rest of the league season or Luke season. Sorry. No, you're good. Luke season, league season, both. NFL has a wrap up, too. I'm excited. Uh, hey, yep. Cowboys somehow still in it, despite <laughs> wanting to throw themselves out as yeah, much we as possible. Talk about them. We No, we're not going to. I'm not giving them any airtime. That's fine. All right. Peace out, Ty. Yep. Later, boys. All righty. Always great to hear from Tyler Bagenstoss. Obviously excited for our next guest coming right up. Richard, let me ask you the final play. Take me through it. Well, I'm the best corner in the game. When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get. Don't you ever talk about me. Who was talking about you? Crabtree, don't you open your mouth about the best. Now joining us live from L.A., it's Cooper Sprunk. Coop, how you doing? You know, I've had better Mondays, but not doing too bad. It's a shitty weekend for the Pats and just fantasy all around. Fantasy all around, and it sounds like for your liver, am I correct in understanding you and Jack McDonald took a little trip to Las Vegas to watch your uh, first ever Lug playoff appearance conclude, uh, sadly? Yeah, sadly. But yes, you are very right. My pride, my lungs, and my liver have taken a massive beating the past uh, 48 hours. And am I also correct in understanding that along with all of your bodily harm, Jack's uh, Jack's pride may have taken quite, quite the damage as well on the way home or something? Yes. So it all started when we were taking the escalator up to our gate. I could tell he was uh, starting to fade pretty fast. Oh, I think I saw that on your story, to be honest. He uh -huh. looked like he was dead already. He, he hey. looked like a ghost. Oh, yeah, it was a quick 15-second nap while a girl in the background was glaring at him, but that wasn't that bad. We get to the top of our set. We're both trying to take a nap, but let's be honest, there's nothing worse than a hot, small airplane to really kick your hangover uh, even worse, and I can see Jack's face starting to take a turn for the worst. He's uh, he's starting to get a little bit, bit of a panic look. He looks at me and goes, dude, we got to get water. We got to get something. I was like, yep, I feel you there. Are the you in the plane at this point? Yeah, we're in the plane. We're at the cruising altitude. Captain came on, so they got the seatbelt signs off. So I know if one of us had to uh, purge a little bit, we we're going to be okay. But we get the flight attendant's uh, attention. And Jack goes, uh, yeah, I'm going to need a, uh, a throw-up bag. I can't really find one. I was like, oh, 
oh, we are in a very deep valley right now. And he gets this huge, like, garbage bag looking thing because they don't have the normal ones. So that was even a little bit more. Uh, oh, my gosh. Which... <laughs> There's no <laughs> hiding it at that point. It was like a five gallon black bag. And I was like, buddy, if you. <laughs> hefty, hefty, hefty. <laughs> yeah. And I looked at him like, if you got to do it, no shame, no worries. I, I started to plug my ears and look away. And he was like, nope, I think I'm going to be okay. He stands up, walks to the back of the plane. I assume he's going to throw up, but he comes back and says, you know what? We came out of the valley, but my body is completely shaking. I was like, oh, I'm so very sorry. And then I think that was easily Jack's worst uh, worst hour of a hangover. And then fast forward eight hours later, I am shaking at 2 a.m. because I can't figure out what's going on. So we both uh, so we both Vegas, Vegas beat you up a little bit. Can you let us quickly know how it was on your wallets at least? <laughs> Um, let's just say we're, uh, Jack, I think is at least up. Jack's definitely up. I, I'm, I, I'm more of the experiential guy. I just had a good time. It's you know? <laughs> a great way to say that you were there. Yeah, the yeah. It's about you know, the it, thrill, it, it, not so much what you come home with. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I came home with the cold and the shakes, but I was, you know what? <laughs> there's a new Experience. hole in your lungs from, I believe a couple, couple cigs here and there, maybe. You know what? They cigars, let's call them. Yeah, yeah, cigars for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, Coop. Let's jump into some fantasy football action quickly here. Uh, you know, where I want to start first is, unfortunately, your playoffs did come to an end at the hands of Kyle George, and I want to go there. He's competing for his first Yarby championship this year against Randall Tainer. Um, what are your thoughts on that matchup, and which side do you think you'll be rooting for come this weekend and next weekend, I guess? Yeah, it's going to be a fun two weeks to watch. It's a bunch of uh, high-powered offenses. It could be the first time we have two guys going two straight weeks of 120, so it could be a 240-250 matchup, which would be super fun to watch. But I like Randall's team overall, but like we saw early in the season, once Kyle's guys get uh, touchdowns, I mean, his team's almost unstoppable. And I feel like if Kyle wins, I get like 35% of that championship because I did give him. <laughs> I think you get more than 35. I think oh. you could, I mean, you gave him the receptions and receiving yards leader for Adam Thielen, who's on my team injured. Yeah. I see. I don't know what happened. It went downhill so fast. I gave him Michael. So, Thomas. so fast. Like, I gave Michael Thomas before I think week two, which was terrible. He had like 40 yards, like screw it. I'm done. This is it. <laughs> you quick to pull the trigger on that one. Um, yeah. Hey, but I don't blame you. You were in the playoffs and I wasn't. So I was looking up at you. So all those trades worked out. Um, yeah. I, I did. However, I did. However, give him Mr. December of uh, fantasy football in Derrick Henry, though, which is just an absolute heartbreaker. What is this guy? What is this guy in the fantasy football playoffs? Like, what is his deal with getting off on fantasy football championships? He is literally uh, the predator with football pads on. That's true. I would be so intimidated to tackle him. Uh, nonetheless, Coop, I, I'm curious to ask you this next question because as a guy involved in so many trades, I'm curious if it's going to be you know, an acquisition or one of those moves or if it might be a memory from the group chat or something. But I'm really curious as to what your top 2019 Lug memory was from this season. Oh, it had to be the trade deadline. I mean, it was basically an orgy of trades for four to five it was, hours. It was, it was so fucking awesome. It was better than like the real NFL or MLB trade deadline. Oh, it was amazing. It's what I wish the NFL uh, trade deadline would have been. Everyone gets cut in on the action. It was fantastic from nine to noon. It was incredible. Every five minutes, there's probably 20 new texts. 
from 12 to 12.45, it wouldn't work out. No big deal. Weird flex. Um, that is a I, weird flex, but wow. I, I came back to 125 text messages unread, and I spent the next 30 minutes laughing my ass off at everyone's texts. It was so good. And it's safe to say there was no work that got done, especially in that last hour. I mean, I was just completely glued to my phone. It was that exciting. And you know what? It determined a lot of outcomes in the league. Tyler was even mentioning um, beforehand about how it determined, you know, the beer mile in a sense with him and John making a last second deal. And then you, of course, not only involved in the trade deadline, but really were the trade market for the whole season. So uh, I'm not surprised to hear you go with that one. But that was a great call out of you because I don't I don't know if many people remembered that trade deadline and how legendary it truly was. So good on you for bringing that back up. The last yeah. the, the last thing I wanted to ask you, Coop, is. When you think back on the 2019 Luke season, year number seven, it's been a great run so far for the Fantasy Football League, but how will this season specifically be remembered for you um, in your head as we progress you know, throughout the decades, hopefully? So I'll give you two parts. I'll go personally and then league-wise. Um, Love it. Personally I'd, personally, I'd say just my trades. Everyone knows I got trade happy. It was the most fun that I've ever had doing it. I, I, mean, I love that. I I'll, love I'll that. Honest. 50% of the time, I got bent over a barrel and showed the 50 states. But you know what? <laughs> there were times where I bamboozled people, but it's that like 30 seconds I've seen a trade pop up to accepting it of just pure adrenaline. It just oh, keeps you going throughout the day. There's no better feeling than that. And, and you were the maestro because, Coop, it also get, brought you your first league playoff appearance. Oh, my goodness. Was I riding high for those good six and a half days till about the one o'clock games? I knew. I knew I had a chance, but as soon as the uh, 1 o'clock game started last Sunday, I knew I was completely screwed and way in over my head. Yeah, yeah, that it, it proved to be a little much in your first year, but hey, that's not what people are going to remember. They're going to remember the trades and the triumph. Uh, what was part two league-wide? Um, I'd say league-wise, just everyone could put up 150, everyone could put up 80, but if you put up 150, you could lose by 15 points. If you put up 80, you could have won by 15 points. It was kind of crazy to see that. Any given week, you could have won by putting up the lowest points all year. You could have lost by putting up your most all year. I thought that was really cool to see that everyone was kind of balling out all year. Yeah, and I, I couldn't agree more. It was so evenly matched, and, and there were some shocking upsets. And ultimately, I think we can all agree we're getting two great representatives in the Yarby. I'm excited to recap that with you after the next two weeks. Coop, thanks for joining tonight and giving us some of your time. Hopefully you can uh, recover from that wicked hangover here very, very soon yeah. in the next 24 hours, maybe. Maybe you yeah, go to work I, tomorrow. Maybe not. Take it easy. Yeah, I, I head to Mexico on Friday. so. Oh, God, you better be hydrating like crazy. Oh, I've had probably a thousand ounces of water today. I love that out of you. You've always been a camel. <laughs> You've always been a camel. <laughs> All right. Like Peace out, Coop. See you, brother. Cooper Sprunk, a true legend, always brings the humor. Uh, uh, the league's Will Ferrell of sorts, probably taking home the award as consistently the funniest guy in the league, and he's going to love hearing that. I know he will. But shout out to Cooper. Always a good time. Excited to get to our next guest, though, and he is on the line now. Look, I got fined $25,000 for not talking to you all, and uh, me personally, I really don't care. But at the same time, I do ask, I do ask questions, I mean, answer questions throughout the week. But for the league to find me $25,000, I'm not going to answer any more questions for the rest of this year. If it's going to be uh, an interview, I'm going to conduct it. So I'll answer my own questions, ask myself the questions, then give y'all the answers. So from here on out, I'm not answering any more questions.
Mr. Rocks, welcome to Commish Corner. How you doing this evening? I, you know, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, it's pretty rough because, uh, as I was kind of just saying, I, I turned on Monday Night Football. Oh, bad mistake after a loss, Derek. Yeah, exactly. See, like, it's it just the, the whole league just doesn't even feel like it's important anymore. I mean, I don't even know why I'm watching this game. Right. I mean, it's, I know you don't really mean that, but you mean for this little season, you're in that valley of depression post playoff loss where you're like, why did I work so damn hard? What were all the sleepless nights for? Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I know like it'll, it'll take for, um, give it some time. Right. You're just healing. It's part of the process. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'll go like fully committed to the Steelers again. They'll hype me back up. Which, Hopefully they can make a little runs, but you know. There's we'll your make, little pocket we'll, we'll of sunshine. Shout out Natasha Bedingfield, but that's uh, oh my God. that's uh, the Steelers have been an amazing story, especially with yeah. Duck Hodges back on the well or on, on run, back at the helm. Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> but how's that been for you? I mean, at least you're getting a little bit of NFL success. Yeah, no, exactly. And obviously, I was not expecting it with like Big Ben going down week two, but it's definitely kept me at least like positive through the year kept you engaged Um, yeah yeah definitely well Derek you mentioned it off at the top there you unfortunately lost this year in the playoffs though a a great season for you in the regular season as you finished third I think in the league by technical standings lost at the hands of Randall Tainer oh you might have been fourth then if you played Randall Um, but it was a good matchup you you only lost by about 15 and a half and, and that was after huge week one performances and huge week two performances by Lamar Jackson and Deontay Parker or Devonta Parker both um Derek Randall now squaring off against Kyle in the Yarby uh it's going to be one of those guys first championships can I just get your initial reaction to those two as well as which side you're going to be rooting for to take home the gold this year yeah 100 percent um I mean I, I I honestly just think it's these are the two teams that deserve it the most this year they I, I think had... I agree with that sentiment uh, sentiment yeah I think that's a good point they just had incredible quarterbacks, uh, deep at running backs and receivers. Um, and then they really just stayed away from in- injuries all year. Like, I know Randall kind of had that little scare with Saquon, but that freaking tank somehow came back after just a few weeks. So He's an animal. I mean, yeah. Shout out his yeah. thighs, as I always have to do. Oh, yeah, they're just insane. But, um, yeah, it's, it's really good when you can just stay away from injuries because injuries suck. I happen to be... Uh, hampered by a couple on your roster yeah yeah but it's all good so who who are you gonna be rooting for in this one then um yeah so i I think i'm just gonna go ahead and root for randall oh i like that it makes my loss look better yeah i I think that's a simple answer for a man in your position oh yeah oh absolutely and and not a bad answer by any means randall's been the highest scorer of the year kind of the hot shot team of the league a lot would say and and i think he deserves it because he kind of drafted his team I That's guess a I great say, point. Like, or, organically, yeah, he didn't really like actually make a lot of trades. I, I think he just happened to pick the right players at the right time, like Dalvin Cook, um, Lamar Jackson, obviously. Yeah, it just I mean, really those two alone are both the two home run picks of the 2019 yeah. draft. I would say. Oh yeah. So that's a good point, Derek. And and uh, it's going to be an exciting two weeks to watch those two battle it out. Um, it's been an exciting season overall, though. And with that, I was really hoping to get what your favorite memory from the Lug season has been. Oh, 
Oh my god. It doesn't have to be a game. It could be out of the it could be, you know, something that happened between you and another owner. It could be on the podcast. It could be any time. Just something with the Lug that you uh the top moment to you. Well, if I were to bring it down to one, I would probably say the trade deadline. Like, oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah, that shit was unreal. So much was happening. Honestly, I remember I like forgot to breathe a few times. <laughs> I, I, but, well, like, I'm no, hey, I'm with you on that one. I was literally like, I, I was so glued to my phone and and so excited to see which name popped up to the top of my text next because it was coming from literally nine different angles. Yeah, it was crazy. And I remember the last one I did with John, like, I got the text, and I remember I had to, like... 11.55, I think. Yeah, I had to, like, tell Paul no, because we were about to make a trade. And then, yeah, we ended up shooting our shot with that one. And, um, yeah, dude, it it was crazy. Yeah, it was definitely a good time. I was just... Also brought you Russell Wilson, didn't it, that trade deadline? (laughs) No, no, that was... uh, Got you to the playoffs, maybe. I, I got Russ a little earlier. Oh, oh, sorry, but, but that trade. That is, that is the thing. Shout I, out that see, trade. See, that is that is one thing that happened this year is with the whole Russ and Drew Brees situation. Like, dude, having two really good quarterbacks on your team, it's fucking hard. Like, it's hard to manage that. Yeah, it's, you're just guessing. Really, it's almost like, easier just to get one and then play a scrub during the bye week. Yeah, like that's the thing. That's why I'm not so disappointed seeing that 39. Um, from Drew Brees this last week, who you know, if I did start him, maybe he could have taken me past Randall. But don't want to think about. Yeah, that. let's not because, let's not talk about that because that yeah, hurts no, my soul for yeah. you. Yeah, because you look at that matchup; they're playing San Francisco. Yeah, like, who would have known that's forty eight forty six? Yes, dude. Yeah, so I'm not disappointed because I feel like everyone else would have done the same thing. You seem a little um, disappointed. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, I'm a little disappointed. <laughs> Okay, Derek, but let's let's stay away from that black hole territory right yeah, there. Yeah, um, I want to know what you're going to remember this 2019 season um, for in a nutshell. This is going to be year number seven for the Lug, and as the years continue to progress, it's obviously going to be kind of memor- remembering each season for one certain thing. And what's that one certain thing for you? I think for me, it's uh, – at least I, I, will, I hope everyone agrees with me, but it's going to go down to the – or as the year that proved my loyalty to the league. Oh, I love that take, Derek. I love that. Just because, you know, due to my lack of dedication in the past. It's been called in the question. There's no doubt about that. Exactly. Exactly. And then, you know, I was, uh, it was able to commit myself fully to the league this year. Best choice I've ever made in my life. I love hearing that. And I think you did show a lot of football prowess that maybe some of us were hungry for out of you. Yeah. Definitely. And yeah, the thing is, like, once I finally once you locked in, you're a different animal, baby. The, yeah, I got the experience of just like the single league, like no, no distractions. I'm never, never going back to that two league thing. That's right. That bullshit, thing. baby. Fuck oh, that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like that, Derek. The one I love only, that. Baby. All right, Derek. Thank you so much for your time. That's a perfect. Actually, I, I did. I did have one uh, other point I wanted to bring up or at least like. Oh, yeah. Please go. Please go. Down as, yeah, I think. Another thing is that people will go down, or people will think of this year. I can't really remember the question that you asked. No, here, let me set you back up, and then you give us part two, okay? No, no, no. Yeah, I got it now. I got it. You take it, then. uh, People will always know that distance is going to become, or distance becomes a factor. It proved that distance is a factor, because obviously John is 
very far away from us and he got last interesting place, so, yeah yeah that's no, a good I point just thought of that so that's why it was kind of kind of hard for me to spit it out no you're good no that's a great point you're saying that like literally the physically further away you are to maybe our luke home base of portland oregon currently you know and where we're bred from uh the fantasy football powers that be may punish you a little bit or at least at least make it a little more challenging with a couple hurdles here and there like i don't know time zones there's got to be a boundary somewhere. No, <laughs> I don't know if we're putting boundaries on anyone, but I love that take. I love yeah, that but take. I, I think everyone learned that, you know, you got to stay a certain distance away from <laughs> it sounds America, like at least the NFL. Derek, you're sounding an awful lot like you're wanting a domestic lug. Yeah, okay, yeah. No, let's just, like, not go into that. Right, anymore. no, I don't think so either. Let's wrap right there. <laughs> All right, yeah. All righty, yeah. peace out, D. Thank you so much. Doses. Peace. It's difficult to have a discussion with someone who has no information. You don't have any information. I have all the research, but I'm giving, I'm doing your job for you. And you're making it difficult to have a discussion because this, I'm not leaving. I'm, I'm doing my research. Now on the line, we got Paul Sheffield. Paul, you have been, you know, a very prominent owner within the league this year. Awfully, often ruffling feathers. And a couple of the guys you like to uh, get stirred up a little bit is Randall Tainer and Kyle George. Kyle usually giving you a little more fireworks, but I know you like to throw your jabs at Randy here and there. And they now square off in the Yarby Championship. Can you talk a little bit about uh, those two guys making it to the pinnacle or, or at least squaring off for the ultimate Lug prize, as well as um, what you're expecting to see out of that matchup and who you may be rooting for? Well, I think I'm going to start with I'm rooting for Kyle. And I think after much talk throughout the season and a little bit of a rivalry, I think we have come to terms. We have become closer as friends because of the league this season. And so <laughs> I would like to say that I am rooting for Kyle this week. Okay. Um, I, and I, and go ahead. Very No, just a very good explanation there. And I, I think you'd probably be surprised to hear Kyle agree to the same thing or not be surprised to hear Kyle agree. Yeah, so with that being said, uh oh, I was super excited, and uh, you you had pre-asked me these questions earlier today. I was um, meditating on these questions, if you will, and I was like, you know, I'm gonna say right when he asked him, like Kyle, no doubt, like Kyle has it in the bag. You, you thought it was win. easy, right? Kyle when you first read best, it. Yeah, Kyle has been the best season as of late. Um, well, Connor, let me tell you some uh, quick little facts. Uh-oh. Are these some statistics, uh, possibly? Well, they're not necessarily statistics, but let's just look at matchups, because I think the matchups, if you're Kyle, you should be a little scared. Go through them, so, baby. Let's go through, his, let's go through his roster. Let's start with Zeke Elliott, one of his best players, his number one pick. Um, so in the next two weeks, he has to play the Rams in Philly. Now, I know that doesn't sound that scary, but I think the Rams coming off a big win of the Seahawks are going to try to be making the playoff push. And what better team to do it than the underwhelming um, Cowboys? So I think the Rams um, away at the Rams is going to be really tough for Zeke. And then you're playing Philly, who's also struggling for that playoff spot. It's going to be a revenge game for them. So they're two tough matchups. Obviously, I know not crazy. But then let's go to Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry has to the play beast. Houston and New Orleans. But you remember um, you were, this is fantasy football playoff Derrick Henry, right? Yes, this is fantasy football playoff Derrick Henry. But He's basically Jesus. Week, besides last week, he... Step below it. Had, Step below Tim he, Tebow. Besides, damn it. Besides last week, New Orleans has been one of the best defenses in the league. 
So that should be scary um, for Derrick Henry. And then he has Michael Thomas going up against um, Indianapolis and Tennessee, which isn't terrible, but two tough teams. And then you have um, you have Travis Kels going against Denver and Chicago. Two very tough teams. Travis Kels going against two very Fuck tough you. teams. Um, so, <laughs> no, I'm not done yet, Connor. Let me go now to Randall. Oh, oh, God, you did some research. I love this. Lamar Jackson, New York Jets, and then at Cleveland. So he will have 40 points each of those games. Saquon Barkley going against Miami and Washington, two of the worst teams in the league. Then you have Dalvin Cook going against the Chargers and the Packers, one of the worst defenses and then one of the worst run defenses. I, I, I could go on, and I think uh, I think the last one is um, obviously he has my boy Fairbairn. So Randall is destined for a championship this season is where I'm getting at. Matchup-wise, Randall is golden. And I think Randall has this in the bag. With that being said, screw Randall. Go Kyle. Go Zags. Zag up. Go <laughs> Bulldogs. Whatever whatever the hell they're doing. That's right. They're the Bulldogs. That's, yeah. I forgot you've always been a Zag, huh? Oh, I've been a, I've been a diehard Zag fan my entire life, Connor. Always rooted for I bet you're hungry for that first championship, huh? Oh, absolutely. I, I, uh, I bet on them every year um, in, in March Madness. And every year I fall short. Uh, but this is the year, baby. This is the year. <laughs> All right. I love those yeah. takes. I love those takes. Um, speaking of this being the year, we heard all year from you, Paul, that this was going to be your year and that despite the slow start, this was um, no doubt the best roster in the league. Uh, I'm doubting that that's going to be your top moment of the 2019 season, but what would be out of so many memories you've created for obviously the whole league, but also for yourself would be your uh, favorite top memory of the 2019 Luke season, despite falling just short of the playoffs in, in a historic late run. Yeah, I think, uh, I think the answer is obvious and I'm sure all the league is expecting uh, this answer to come out of my mouth, but I think the highlight of my season is the curse that I put on Tyler Baggins. Expand. I mean, don't, don't just leave us like that. Thank you for for asking, Connor. (laughs) I am asking. I am asking. I'll be the one to open the box. Everything I do is strategic. And if you don't know this, other members of the league should know this. And Tyler hit an all-time high after beating me. Week two, he calls me a coward for not countering his trash talk after he had beat me. Um, But all I said is, the higher you climb, the further down you fall. And Tyler was... In the worst state of mind he could be for the majority of the season. And it was so fun to watch him just struggle, worrying if he had to run a beer mile. But, but, <laughs> but, but, and this is a secret curse that I, I implemented on him very early on in the season after that week. And being the good friend I am, I lifted that court curse towards the end to let his team start winning some games again. And guess what? Now because of it, Tyler doesn't have to run a beer mile. But out of all the things that happened this weekend, I let him rise just so he could fall. And is it safe to say now that you've extended that curse to his Dallas Cowboys and that's why they're throwing all these trash performances out in front of the whole viewing public? No, the, the beauty of this curse that I put on Tyler for his fantasy team, it did, I didn't have to do any work for his professional um, alliance because <laughs> so his that's team just, is just that, that bad. Just the players on the field is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah they're just that bad. <laughs> that's a great answer, Paul. Uh, the yeah. curse of the curse placed on Tyler Bagenstoss, and you got ahead of me there because I was going to ask, well, was it disappointing to see him avoid the beer mile? But, of course, you lifted it, so you're clear there. Yes. No, I, I lifted it because I thought it would be fun um, for us all to be rooting for John to struggle through this beer mile. I think that was a, 
that would be a highlight for all of us. So I uh, I lifted it so it could go to John or David. I, I, I like that. And I think Tyler will really yeah. appreciate the ending to that yeah. answer, at least maybe not the beginning. Yeah. yeah, no, exactly. I mean, at the end of the day, he has to be in support of me because I both cursed him and lifted that. Do you, do you feel like he so. almost owes you or should bow down to you at this point? I mean, honestly, yes. Yes, I do. Thank you. That Thank was super that. civil because yeah. you could have gone a lot yeah. of ways with that. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> before we get too off track, I want to ask you one more question. And that is, you know, as we enter year seven here, or we wrap year seven, I should say, um, what are you going to take away from the season and remember, um, let's say 10 years from now in the Luke, how are you going to remember 2019 and especially year seven? I think uh, year six was the year where we were figuring the league out for how serious this league was going to become. And year seven was um, the tipping point that proved that this league is as serious as it says it is, being that four out of uh, the ten teams finished with a five and seven record. That's incredible I think it's to impress- me. It is an impressive run. Like, yes, it sucks that John has to run this beer mile, and like we would joke that his team was one of the worst all season, but he shares the same record with me and two other people as well. So there's there like having five, having four of us have that is just one crazy and two anyone could be anyone any given day of the week which was i thought super exciting the fact that like kyle had to tank his last game to play a team that ended up being uh sharing the least amount of wins like things like that it just it showed how real every owner is in this league and um i think year seven will look back as the year that's like wow that was the tipping point every single one of these guys is um is going to go after it every year and so while we say Jack may be the best owner, Kyle can't finish the season, I think uh, this year proved that all there's, of us can win in any given day. There's new narratives to be written, maybe, from this yep. point on in Luke history. Yep, exactly. I, I think you're dead right. I think that was really well said, and I, I don't want to expand too much on it because you put it perfectly, but it definitely felt like the last two seasons especially, uh, took a huge step up, and this one, um, kind of the icing on the cake from what we created in terms of momentum in 2018. So that that was really well said, Paul. Yeah, and, and honestly, with that, with that being said, Randall and Kyle have been two great owners throughout the entirety of the league. You and I talked about this early on. So while neither of them have won a championship, I think that makes this um, championship game that much more important because uh, finally the years and years of torture and work that these owners have put in will come into fruition this season, and their name will be shared with mine on the on the league trophy. <laughs> there it is. I knew that was going to tie back into you somehow, uh, but that's, that's very true. I'm excited to see who defines their legacy this weekend. All right, yeah. thanks for who your time, Paul. Their, who gets to put their name on the trophy that mine is also on? <laughs> that's how we'll, I'm sure that's how everyone's going to be saying that. Who gets to put yeah. their name on the tro- trophy that also includes Paul's name? Correct. Yep. Exactly. All right, peace out. So, hey, bye. Paul Sheffield is half, I mean, half brilliant, half delusional, and absolutely loved by everyone in the league, despite the shit we talk. And you see why right there he's able to put things in such good terms, and and we love hearing from him every time. All right, let's keep this show on the road. Calling in next, you're going to love hearing from this guy. What happened on the touchdown? Oh, poor tackling. <laughs> what happened between you and Tlaib on the field early in the game? I don't know. You're going to ask him because he didn't finish the game. Ice up, son. Ice up. 
now joining me. You're going to recognize this voice. He's one of your usual hosts on these uh, Monday, Tuesday night podcasts. It's the big ticket. He's also competing for his first Yarby Lug Championship this weekend and next weekend. Kyle George, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing on the eve of Championship Yarby Week in the Lug? I'm doing good. Um, you know, coming off a hot week, uh, my team's looking pretty solid, and I, I'm ready to continue into the championship. Connor, my eyes are my eyes are focused on the, on the prize ahead. Kyle, I'm not going to lie; I can hear the determination in your voice, and we've seen that determination since about week four, when you've just been rattling off win after win, um, continuing on into the last game of the regular season where you intentionally throw the game to get a better matchup in the playoffs. And I just want you to talk about how you were rewarded for that move and, and kind of the foresight it took to pull that off. Um, well, yeah, obviously it came a great reward being that uh, I'm moving on to the championships. That worked in but my you're favor. Not, but... yeah, whoa, 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 you're not just moving on. Cooper scored the least amount of the four teams and, and I believe less than Paul did this week. So, or it was yeah, close no, at least. That's right. But, you know, my team also was just, they were like, Kyle, you don't even need to worry about making That's that right. Move. You were, we're a runaway trade. We're outscore everybody. And, uh, that's right. You, know, you did my team. Yeah. My team's just looking good. They're looking out for me, but you know, I'm still happy with the ownership move I made. I think it was the best decision for me. Um, you know, I can't predict the future, so I got to be ready for anything. That's right. You just, all you can do is play the cards as they lie and put yourself in the best position. And you did that. And now talk about, you know, facing off against Randall, who's been the highest scorer in the league all throughout the season. He got off to the hottest start, um, dominated through first seven weeks. And although he slowed down a tiny bit, really has kept that chance championship form but I mean to speak to your team as well you've made you know key trades obviously we've talked a ton about the Michael Thomas move but uh, a lot of great roster decisions acquiring Derrick Henry late um, knowing his postseason value when it comes to fantasy football and really positioned yourself to to partake in this battle of titans how do you feel about the matchup going against Randall Tainer um, and what you both have brought to the Lug this season in terms of fantasy football consistency and power and pizzazz and energy and all the great things that you two have done. Right. And I think that it doesn't really matter who I'm playing. I, I'm confident my team can beat anyone in this, in this league in a two week matchup. I think the two week matchup, I think favors my team just due to the star power. But I look at Randall's team and he's got some of the best players in fantasy football, particularly Lamar Jackson. So I got to be really careful. Um, Randall's team is definitely capable of putting up large amounts of points. We've seen that throughout the year. He's been, you know, he was the number one in the in the regular season with nine wins. So can't take him lightly. And we're gonna we're gonna look to dominate Connor. That's it, Kyle. I don't I, want I'm it to so be close. I'm impressed with the attitude. You are here to take no prisoners. You don't you don't need any help on this one. You've got this thing figured out, and I appreciate that. And I think your roster backs you up in those claims. Um, I, I want to move you right along as, you know, I don't want to divulge too much of your championship strategy, but in 2019, obviously you're knocking on the door of what could be your first uh, Yarby. I want to know, though, what has been your top memory from the 2019 season, maybe on the fantasy football field, maybe off of it in the group text, maybe a particular rival you've had or, or some words exchanged a victory uh, you had in a particular week, anything you want. What's been your top memory for 2019? You know, I was thinking about this one for a while, and it was it was hard to think of something. But I think I'm going to go with uh, what was it like the week before the playoffs when the the large debate took place where I was trying to argue the for night my of 200 texts, as the historians <laughs> right, call it. Night. I think that was my favorite memory, just because uh, I'm not one to typically typically play the character. 
Uh, that's usually I leave that up to like Paul or even Derek at times or just other people in the league typically have a character that they play. But that that night I decided to to stick with my guns no matter what <laughs> and just send off a hundred million texts uh, to prove a point just because uh, my stubbornness kicked in. And uh, I stand by my point. I think I was right. Um, I think there, there was no way a vote should have been held, and I, I will stand by that. But at the end of the day, despite me being the minority of that situation, I, that was a pretty fun day of texting. That was. I, I agree. I think a lot of people probably saw 200 and thought, eh, a bit excessive. But me and you were firing back and forth for a while, and then I know some others chipped in as well. So I thought it was just good, hard, fun debate. And you definitely oh, yeah. were playing some sort of character, uh, Paul Sheffield Jr., yeah, I definitely had a Paul moment that night. I had to stick to my guns. I don't know what came over me that day, but it, no. it just had to happen. No, and I think you're right. we got to have some uh, fire like that and a little bit of that character mentality once in a while. It keeps things interesting, keeps things fresh. I definitely agree. That was a legendary uh, legendary moment in the group text and maybe a legendary moment going forward for the league as it also sets future presidents you know, for big rulings. Definitely. Definitely. Like, game changing. Okay, last question for you, Kyle, before I let you off the hook here. Um, 2019, it's going to join a bunch of other years as the league continues to gather history. Uh, the Lug is one that is very strong and looks to continue its rich tradition years and years into the future. So what I want to know is in your mind, what are you taking away from 2019 or what would you you know, look back and how would you remember year number seven in the Lug? Well, I'm hoping year number seven is going to be the year where I uh, destroy the narrative of Kyle can't win a championship. He can only make the playoffs. Oh, I and think you have I know, to. Yeah. yeah, I think I have to go with that being that I'm in the championship. I know that doesn't necessarily define something that's happened already this year. That's fine. But uh, I love that I, answer. Just, I got to I got to stay looking forward, Connor. My season's not over, so I can't look in the rear view mirror. Rear view mirror. You know what I mean? I got to keep looking forward. And Randall Tainer is the only thing I see right now. And I'm hoping 2019 is the year that people realize Kyle George is a true fantasy football champion and that uh, he is a potential dynasty in the making. And and that, you know, that narrative of being dominant regular season owner, but having your troubles in the playoffs finally squashed once and for all. If you can bring home the hardware this season, I think it's safe and to I, say. I did, yeah, I would agree. And I think it's kind of funny that uh, Randall and I both kind of share the same reputation as far as making the playoffs. So one of us is going to be. Uh, able to dethrone the other as far as uh, we're hoping to make the other one continue to have that narrative. Right. That's what's um, so on legacies on the line, Kyle. Legacies it, on the line here. Oh, yeah, exactly. People don't remember the the, the runner-ups. They remember the champions. And I want to be the, the first person to hold the new trophy. And uh, I, I will definitely enjoy that trophy for as long as I can if it comes to me. That's right. And as in the famous words of Ricky Bobby, if you ain't first, you're last. Kyle, exactly. thank you for joining us. I'm, I'm so excited for the next two weeks. We'll definitely be talking to you soon. Should be a good matchup. Uh, everyone needs to be tuned in. And I hope uh, I hope there's a I hope it's not close, but uh, I, for the league's sake, I mean, I guess it'd be more entertaining. It'd be nice. Less. It'd be nice for us to grab our popcorn for the second week of the matchup and see who can truly pull out a battle. The good news is is that even if like one of us takes like a 40-point lead after week one, our teams are good enough to where we could come back. Oh, yeah. So it, it truly is a two-week matchup, I think, it, between these two teams. So it's going to be fun. Totally with you. you got to stay tuned for all 14 days of this one. It's going to – I mean, I mean, like I just said, grab your popcorn, folks. These are the two best teams in the league. It's, it's the way it should be, I think, for 2019. Oh, yeah. I'm ready. All righty. Peace out, Kyle. Thank you again. Peace.
Kyle nailed that as he always does. He's got uh, got a lot of experience. He's got an advantage over some of the other owners, seeing as he's he's always hosting podcasts. He's out there talking fantasy football. Um, but you know what? The only thing he sounds focused on is bringing home the Yarby this year. You could hear it in his voice. And let me tell you, I saw him this weekend. You can see it in his eyes, too. This guy has been putting together roster strategies night in, night out. I'm excited to see what he does. And I think it's only right now we hear from his opponent. Hey, I'm just here so I don't get fined. So y'all can sit here and ask me all the questions y'all want to. I'm going to answer with the same answer. So y'all can shoot if y'all please. I'm here so I won't get fined. I'm here so I won't get fined. Sitting down now with the other half of the Yarby Championship in these next two weeks. It's Randall Tainer Tot Tainer. He's been the upstart of the league since week one, bolstering Lamar Jackson and Dalvin Cook, two upstarts themselves in the fantasy football world of 2019. Randall, how are you doing as you are knocking on the door of what could be your first league championship and the Yarby Trophy? I'm feeling feeling good, uh, safe to say. Uh, excited, anxious. Uh, this is my, my first championship after all, so un, uncharted territory for your boy, but um, glad to be here. It's uncharted territory for sure, but it, one thing that's not uncharted for you is fantasy football success. Uh, your, your Luke reputation has always been very positive in terms of winning However, when it comes to playoff times, there's rumors of a curse, maybe some does he have the clutch gene comments or questions going around. Cough, cough, Tyler making those comments. Um, Randall, (laughs) just want to know, are you setting out this year to prove the haters wrong or is this more about your team and a special season? I mean, tell me about how this is going to affect your fantasy football legacy or where your head's going. Um, or where your head's at going into it, knowing that that's at stake? Yeah, uh, I'd say to, to answer your question, it's uh, more about uh, me and uh, my team. Uh, I think at the start of every season, uh, at least here in the Lug, everyone has at least uh, nine haters going against them from oh, the yeah. get-go. Just, uh, just the nature of our league, which is what makes it so great. But um, as far as curses or bugaboos, I, I think it was the last week's pod I mentioned my week 14 kryptonite, and this is the first time I've squashed that bug. Um, you know, my four bronze medals to this point have all uh, been due to the fact that I couldn't get past the semis. But now that I have for the first time, I think I've made it past my internal hurdle, and now it's just going out there and uh, enjoying the moment. Right. I, that's a great perspective to take into this, Randy, because um, if anyone knows you, I think that's exactly what we can say about you is that you are one with a extremely competitive nature, but keeps it so, so calm on the exterior. And I can I think I'm getting that same read right now. It seems like uh, don't let the calm demeanor fool you a little bit. Randall is ready to go for sure. Um, Randall, and you've been ready to go all season. In 2019, as we've mentioned, you've kind of run the league from start to finish. Kyle has been close on your heels and arguably as good um, late down the stretch. But I just want to know, what's been your top memory from the 2019 season? Is it something on the field, something from the group text you remember, or, or what's a moment from 2019 that you would rank as your top? 
I think one moment uh, for the whole season I really enjoyed would be the trade deadline. Uh, the morning of, I think it was like a Thursday morning leading up to noon uh, Pacific time, I was uh, on the phone both calling, texting with uh, at least three or four different owners um, from the group text and other people voicing in. It sounded like a lot of the owners were doing the same. Uh, I think guys were... Uh, sending you texts while in work meetings. Uh, oh, it was it a just frenzy. Felt like, uh, like the most active trade deadline we've had, as well as probably the most synonymous with what I would assume is an actual trade deadline um, that's, that goes on uh, in pro sports. That's exactly what I was going to say. Is I, I don't want to be too cocky, but I will be if you force me to. And I think that's right <laughs> up there with a lot of the major leagues trade deadlines. I mean, as running the league office texting center, um, there was not a <laughs> there was not a moment in the uh, nine to twelve Pacific Standard Time range where there weren't some group text being engaged of people saying this is accepted. They're in a meeting, though. I need to get confirmation. Blah blah blah. It was awesome, and especially that last hour and even the last thirty minutes. People texting me at eleven fifty one saying, "Hey, don't put your phone down. I might have a deal in these last nine minutes." It was Randall. Great choice. Freaking. awesome awesome trade deadline from the Lug. Unreal. And it determined, I mean, it determined a lot. I mean, do you feel like any particular move benefited you or someone in the Lug that um, we're seeing the results of still to this day that you can remember, or you just think the whole excitement of that day? Um, well, me in particular, I made one move. Uh, I got Zach Ertz. Um, and and see, that's change. what I was hoping you'd bring up, Randall, because how do you feel about that move and where it's going to fit in in this championship two weeks? I mean, that could be pivotal, that Ertz pickup. No, it is. Uh, and I got some decisions uh, coming up on my hands as far as matchups and who I want to plug and play. Uh, I actually sat Ertz both weeks. I um, saw that. In, Bold, in, but in it worked. Semis. Uh, it worked. Uh, I think he might actually end up outscoring Waller this week, so that hopefully it wouldn't, won't harm me. But um, worked last week for sure. Um, and so definitely, you know, I might put in Ertz at my tight end and sit Waller. I have the option to do a double tight end set. I know that's not um, always thought of as a great move, but I think both those players are. Uh, if they have the right matchup, could be uh, as good, if not better, than a lot of third receivers. And uh, so I, I have options, and it's going to take uh, me a little uh, a little homework this week to figure out which uh, which one I like best. That's a great answer. I, I think it's going to be very exciting to see how you play that, and it might be the type of grinded-out matchup between you and Kyle where that two-tight end set, if you will, works out well. Um, Randy, last question I have for you. In the 2019 season, you've obviously experienced a lot of success, but as time goes on, this is going to be one of many Lug seasons, many Lug memories. How are you going to remember season seven in the annals of fantasy football history? Oof, great question. Great question. Hmm. As far as our league, our Lug, I think the last week of the regular season was a doozy. Um, you had key matchups. Uh, you had strategic moves by certain owners. Um, you had drama down to the last Monday night football game. Uh, I think 
the fact that our league was so balanced this year and the fact that there were four or five teams vying for the last two spots on uh, the last Sunday, Monday there, um, just, you know, shows the depth and quality of the league, um, as well as just good old fashioned entertainment factor. I, I think that's perfect because, I mean, never has the last week determined so much for the whole league. We had the beer mile, the punishment finally being set up preseason. Mm-hmm, so there's mm-hmm, that, yep. obviously, that factor. And then, I mean, as you and Kyle were awaiting to see who out of me, Paul, Derek, and Cooper got in, Jack McDonald, obviously, the former three-time champion. I guess we can officially call him former Luke champion, as he will not be taking home the trophy this year. Uh, watching him not be involved one of the two teams not involved in that final week and the implications it was it was definitely a doozy good pick there randy and with that i want to let you go because i know you got a lot of game planning still to do as we approach thursday night kickoff in the beginning of the Lug championship to see who will take home the yarby in its first year in physical creation so i know you're excited to get your fingers on that bad boy oh Consider me amped. That's right. All righty. Talk to you soon, Randy. Thanks for calling. All right. Thanks, Commissioner. Peace. Randy knows nothing but success, baby, and he's hoping to bring home just one more piece of it this next two weeks as he squares off against Kyle George in the Luke Championship. We are so excited to get this one underway, but there's still a couple more people we need to hear from before we wrap the episode, and we got one of them on the phone right now. I think this call might be international you you can talk about the vacation and if you do that it's really unfair it's really unfair it's my team it's my quarterback and if you guys do that man it's unfair we lost as a team now calling in from across the seas good day mate john fishback how you doing Good eye, C. Scott. <laughs> I was wondering if good you got the you, Aussie accent yet. How are you going? <laughs> pretty good. I'm doing pretty well. How's life over in Australia? You know, it's going pretty well. Uh, I miss all you guys, but I'm, uh, well, I actually have been running. I was just going to say. I might have yeah, contracted plantar fasciitis john don't give us excuses this early <laughs> i'm not do not I'm give us saying, reasons you can't run I'm just this early you know, i'm just letting you know how dedicated i've been okay i've been pushing my body to the limits okay i i do appreciate that have you been having the occasional poster on Coors light oh yeah of course trying but to they, expand that stomach Coors light here yeah i don't think i've been uh, testing out different beers for which everyone's gonna uh you know work best in compliance with uh running right 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 so yeah that's i i like that i think it's good to try a couple out see which one sits best in your stomach maybe you're more of a porter sprinter which would be really freaking weird but you know could see you of all people (laughs) doing that Um, yeah i I mean i am the guinea pig here so it's kind of uncharted territory i'm excited to I'm so excited, and I'm so excited to film it. And just just so the boys know a little bit uh, who's going to be around, you're going to be around January 3rd, you said? Yeah, that's when I fly back from uh, from Hawaii. Oh, uh, yeah, just taking the occasional side trip to Hawaii before you return home. You live quite the life, my friend. Yeah, it's almost over, though. No, hey, but then then you get to come back and get filmed running a beer mile and hopefully throwing up. So there's things to look forward to. 
<laughs> and hopefully, hopefully. And as we look forward, John, I, I want to look forward to the Luke Championship and who's going to take home the Yarby this year. Um, we got Kyle George, Randall Tainer. You know them both well. They've been dominating the league most of the regular season. A lot of people would agree that they're probably the two best teams in the Luke this year. What What's your opinion on these two squaring off, and where were your rooting interest going to lie over the next two weeks? Well, uh, Connor, do you mind if I tell a story first? John, I would be travels? delighted if you would please tell a story. Okay, so uh, the other day I was sitting in this hostel and I'm wearing my uh, beaver shirt. Okay. So this guy comes up to me. There aren't many Americans out here, but this guy comes up to me and he's like, oh, hey, man, I'm American too. Uh, you went to school at Oregon State. And I was like, yeah, I did. He's like, oh, awesome. My name's Tim. Uh, and blah, blah, blah. We just start chatting. And then Tim st- tells me that he is a, a graduate from Harvard and got a degree in logic. You know, no logic. Way. Yeah. So, so I'm like, wow, Mr. Smarty Pants graduated from Harvard. Uh, but what exactly is logic? I don't really know what logic is. And he starts going, he's like, well, it's a series of influence or inferences and assumptions, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and he goes, it'd probably be best if I just gave you an example of what logic is. Okay, right, I'm Connor? excited. Okay, and so he's like, so uh, here's the same example. Uh, John, do you own a football? And I said, why, yes, Tim, I do own a football. <laughs> and he said, John, have you ever played any... So. Uh, because you own a football, I can assume that you played team sports growing up. I said, why, yes, Tim. I played uh, baseball and basketball at 12 in high school. And he said, John, would any girls ever come to watch these games? And I said, uh, occasionally, Tim, yes. And he's like, was one of those girls ever your girlfriend? And I said, uh, yes, at one point in time, I had a girlfriend that would come to the games. He's like, so... Uh, from that set of inferences, I can make the assumption that you are a heterosexual man. And he's like, do you see how I did that? I took asking you if you owned a football and through that string of inferences and assumptions was able to figure out that you're a heterosexual man. It's like, wow, Tim, that's really interesting. Uh, let me take you out for a margarita or something. You seem like an interesting guy. And so, uh, Okay. <laughs> So that's kind of how that went. Fast forward a couple hours. I'm sitting at the bus stop waiting for uh, the bus to take me to the beach. And it's been <laughs> classic. five minutes. Yeah, five minutes goes by, 10 minutes goes by. Uh, the bus is late and I'm just sitting there uh, with my thumb up my butt. And then this other American guy that I kind of recognized from the hostel the night before, he comes up to me and uh, lights a cigarette and goes, uh, something like uh, the bus always comes right when you light up a cigarette. So I was like, ah, okay. <laughs> I hope right. so. Weird guy and, you're trying to avoid a little bit. He, yeah. And so he starts, uh, he starts smoking the cigarette and five more minutes goes by and, uh, he smokes the entire fucking cigarette and then he lights up another one and he just, we're just sitting there. And so I start, you know, trying to make conversation with him. And I go, hey, man, uh, so you're from America, blah, blah. He's like, do you meet that other American, Tim? He's a graduate <laughs> from Harvard with a degree in logic. And he's like, logic? What is logic? Uh-oh. And I go, uh, well, 
maybe I should just give you an example. An example. It might be <laughs> yeah, and he, and so he's like, okay, give me an example. I was like, so do you own a football by chance? And the guy goes, no. I said, oh, so you're one of them gays. <laughs> hey, get this, Connor. That is so good. Get this. Get this, Connor. Then this gay dude invited me out for a margarita later that night. No, that is not a real fucking story. That's insane. <laughs> Either way, I don't even want to know. That's a great joke. That is insane. That got me so good. I did not expect you to bust out that line so early on in the second part. That is so good. All right. Well, so what was the question? Yeah, let's go. It's going to be hard to round this one back, but I'm going to try to. Okay, um, well, tying it back to the football from your story, uh, in fantasy football, <laughs> yes, we've got Kyle and Randall squaring off in the championship, two guys searching for their first Yarby trophy. Um, what, what's your opinion on this matchup and how you think it'll square out and who you'll be rooting for? Because I know oh, it won't be Tim. See, <laughs> no, I, yeah, Tim, I don't. Uh, Let's move Tim, on from Tim. I don't know if Tim's okay. Okay, uh, you know, I really think Randall. You know, obviously he's been the powerhouse. I really love Randall. He's a great guy, but I think he, you kind of have to root for Kyle as the underdog um, coming into this. I really uh, like. I haven't had time to look at the matchups and everything, but I oh, would that's just okay. Go with Randall, the gut. Randall is favored, but I'm going to say I'm going to be rooting for the underdog and my boy Kmart. Okay, I like. Weeks. I like that you're going with a little bit of the uh, second Cinderella seed story. power there because I think Randall yes, secured that one seed. So that I like that pick. I think. Uh, I think it's going to be a pretty even matchup between the two of them. Definitely two guys who can put up a lot of points over two week span. That's for sure. Um, John, I also wanted to know. It's obviously probably been tougher for you abroad traveling around to pay attention to the Lug and especially the group text because of the time difference. But um, what's been your favorite memory or top moment this year, whether it be beating someone on the scoreboard or rubbing it in someone's face, however it may be? What was kind of your favorite moment of the 2019 Lug season? Or was it just the well, fact that you got to play fantasy football while traveling around the world, seeing beautiful places? Yeah, honestly... Um... It, it was great. Like, you guys were have been by far the most uh, that I've been in contact with anyone. Hell yeah. Over in the States because Hell yes, I just brother. have that group chat and then the podcasts are so great to look forward to every week. Um, it's like a piece of home over here. But it's honestly been amazing. Uh, to answer, so that's part of it. Um, I haven't really had many defining uh, <laughs> wins this year. Like, every win <laughs> that mattered, not, no. I... I lost to Paul by a shitload, and uh, after talking shit the whole week to him twice, I think. Yeah, so that, was, that one was a tough that was, one. That one was a tough one. Yeah, and then I lost to Jack by half a point, oh. which would have put me in like fifth place, I think, instead of last place if I would have won that one. But uh, I would say the, the trade deadline was really fun. You sacrificing your job to make sure everything <laughs> to facilitate thing among owners. I yeah, that was a blast. literally was a full like a full days. day off, a full day off for me there. Yeah. Um, no, I I loved it. I loved every second of it. But that's awesome to hear. That's that's really cool too to to hear that 
even across the sea or whatever you're doing, you know, in terms of working, whether it be diving or exploring the outback like you are currently, that you're still keeping in touch because we know a lot of us miss you back here and are excited to see you get back stateside in January. Thanks, and not not just because we're excited to see you run that beer mile. We just we want to have I mean, you back around. So selfishly, we were all excited to have you back. Um, I miss you too. <laughs> hey, John, I miss you most. There it is. You can't beat that. So I'm going to move <laughs> us to the last question. Um, you know, I've been asking around, and it, one thing that's hit me is the Lug is going to continue on. And because of things like of what you just said, the strong relationships, the constant contact, and wanting to talk to each other. But along with that, years tend to get lost in the shuffle. And, you know, one way we can keep that from happening is kind of putting our defining um, memory or our defining characteristic on the season and remembering it from that bookend. So I want to know what you're going to remember 2019 as and kind of, when you look back, what will year seven be for you um, in terms of the history books? You know, I think uh, this year has been a revolution in the Luke. Oh, revolutionary. Revolution is a great word. By far the most activity, the most interest, I think, and uh, just overall mm, uh, mm, engagement. Manager. Yeah, yes, that's the word. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, no, much. I'm with you. And, uh, I don't know. I, I just really hope it stays this way going forward because it's been an absolute blast, even getting last place. And um, well, what about the fact? Yeah, well, that, I mean, your last place at five and seven—that's ridiculous. Yeah, I think what were the five teams who were five and seven? Five hopefully, or four or five, one of the two, but yeah, a lot. Ho- yeah, hopefully next year. Uh, I don't get last. Yeah, that's definitely hope you don't get last too. But uh, uh, as long as it's not me, I'm not going to be too upset about it. But you're definitely right in what you were saying. The most engagement we've ever seen and so many smart moves. I mean, we saw Derek and Cooper break into the playoffs for the first time, Cooper's sake, uh, or I mean, in Cooper's uh, side of things. And then for Derek the second time, and those guys have been ragged on a long time, but showed that they can step up to the plate as well as a number of other owners making just moves that seemed brilliant. No one really getting screwed too badly outside of maybe and cough, cough, Michael Thomas trade. Um, it, it was, it, it's been an awesome season. I, I thank you for, uh, reminiscing on that. So I could just enjoy it too. <laughs> no, thank you, Connor. I feel like, you know, like in uh, T-ball and uh, sports growing up, everyone gives the manager some little gift at the end, like a gift card or a present. <laughs> yeah. I feel like the rest of us owe you some you, sort of present when we get you back. You know what you should do? You, you, if you all want to get me something, which is not necessary, um, next year, throw away the draft and let me win the trophy. That's all I want. No, I want to beat you all square. I want to beat you all straight up. That Let's be honest. Oh, oh. <laughs> and I will. I will, John. Uh, we'll 2020. figure something out. No, I appreciate your kind words, really? brother. Um, it's been a while, Connor. It's been a while. For me, it's been forever. I haven't yes. won one yet. You've never won one? No, I've gotten second three times. Jesus, that's I know. embarrassing. It's typical con fashion. I don't finish. It takes me a while. <laughs> Wink, wink. Um, <laughs> and there's a big head, too. Okay, and with that, we'll wrap up with John Fishback. Dude, thanks for calling. I know you've uh, got your day ahead of you as we get ready for bed. So uh, I'm excited to hear check in with you in a couple days here and keep in touch throughout the end of the Luke season and especially to see you on January 3rd. Yes, sir, Connor. Have a great holiday with the fam. Uh, you too. Enjoy Sue. Hawaii. I said hi. Oh, I will. Thanks for... Let me call in. Oh, yeah, always, dude. Great to hear from you. Peace out. John Fishback, a legend of the game. 
obviously our world traveler, and we are so excited to have him back stateside, as I've said a million times, because we know one thing about John. He's going to have stories, and they're going to be amazing. He knows how to have a good time, and he knows how to get the most out of life. And I'm so excited for him to share those experiences with us. Hopefully, we can even capture some of on the some of them on the podcast for you all. All righty. We've got a couple more people to hear from before we wrap. David and Jack coming up, and then we'll get this thing on to championship weeks and who's going to take home the yarby i think i've accomplished more in my field than you have in yours though you're just getting started so so i'm i'm the top of my field so i'm all pro i'm the best one of the best 22 players in the nfl you're going to brush it off but i don't think you're the best 22 anything in sports and in media and anything i think you think more of yourself than you actually can you know prove we got the one and only david walser on the line david i i'm Really excited to talk to you for a bunch of reasons, obviously, but the main one being, I'm curious your thoughts on narrowly avoiding the beer mile. I don't think we've talked to you since that moment, but I mean, you were right in the running for that thing and you got a crucial, crucial win in uh, the final week of the regular season there to avoid it. How are you feeling? Uh, It was the most nerve wracking thing that I've gone through in 2019. Yeah, I I, uh, I, w- <laughs> I was not supposed to win that game. Not at all. I, not at I all. Knew f- I knew. I have been training for the beer mile silently because I didn't want to speak it into existence. But I was I was very nervous. Uh, Paul was on a hot streak. Shouldn't have won. Somehow pulled it out. It was in my own way, my own like mini Luke championship. So it felt pretty great to to pull that out. I know. I know. Certain owners are going to have real contention with you calling it any sort of Luke championship, but at the same time, I totally understand your mindset. <laughs> my, my, there. Own, my own mini personal, <laughs> right? Personal. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but bringing up the Luke championship, that's a perfect segue because my first question for you is Randall and Kyle facing off. These are two star studded teams that have been powerhouses all year. I, I've talked to a couple owners already and a lot of them are saying probably the two best representatives of the league this year despite our league being unreal even i mean yourself knowing uh, that I would, a five I would and agree s- with that yeah a five and seven record being the basement of the league is ridiculously talented throughout all the nine ten league owners um if, you know forget to include myself sometimes because oh, i thought we were talking about john oh i love that shade <laughs> <laughs> but when it comes to kyle and randall david where's your head at Who's taking uh, home the I mean, yard? Randall's, Rand, Randall's team has just been unreal all season long. He wipes the floor with everyone he comes across. It's just been kind of kind of demeaning to the rest of the league. And so for that reason, I'm going Kyle all the way. Oh, my gosh. Oh, you switched me up. I, I was told. Oh, yeah. I thought you were going Randall <laughs> for sure. Oh, I want Kyle to win so, so bad. Sorry, Randy. That's so rude. I just, I was so, I was so convinced you were going with Randy there and I was about to give you some good, like, points on your side and points on the other side, but you flip-flopped me there. Randall, no, I am all, I am Kyle, a team Kyle all the way here. I, I like that take out of you. I like how you did that to us, but uh, you're definitely right. Randall's been kind of the leader in the clubhouse all season long, but I think Kyle has been underrated since week four. I mean, there's been almost no oh, team yeah. better, including Randall. So if we look over, uh, you know, I can hear Paul in the background talking about how Kyle's team has been over projected all season long. But finally, that uh, that it's, is coming to fruition for Kyle. At, you know, really the best time he can ask for that. 
Oh, absolutely. And it's funny you bring that little portion of Paul up because, you know, lately he's been singing a different too, praising Kyle's team. And, you know, he's speaking of a bond through fire. And I totally get that. But at the same time, I remember as well that you just brought up like, and I agree, six or seven straight weeks where he said, you know what? He's winning games, but he hasn't averaged the many points at all. I think he's the <laughs> second worst scorer in the league. So I thought I thought you brought Paul on for a second. So just like... <laughs> I've been working on that impression all year silently uh no shout out paul we love the stats um david okay you're rooting for kyle i appreciate that can, I am, can you give me one player you're watching though over the two week span because two weeks obviously a different animal than one you know you've been in the playoffs before um what player are you watching on either of those rosters to make the biggest difference <laughs> i'm not gonna lie to you connor I have not looked at either of their rosters. Well, here, like, let me give you since, let me give you a couple to choose was, from. Since I knew I was in the race for the beer mile, I care about no one else but myself for the last four weeks. And you know so what? That's I, uh, appropriate. I kind of am forgetting who's on who's on their roster. Let me give right you now. let me give you four players to choose from. I'm gonna give okay, you I'm gonna I'm gonna give you uh, Lamar Jackson and Dalvin Cook for Randall, and then I'm gonna give you Ezekiel Elliott and Michael Thomas for Kyle. God, that's so unfortunate for Kyle that he's going up against Jackson. Um, I uh, I foresee Jackson, Lamar Jackson, being the highest scoring player both weeks, uh, but it's just not going to be enough. I okay. think overall Perfect. Kyle's team is going to average average more across the board, but Randall's team is going to have a few star players that just won't be enough. But God, I love watching Lamar Jackson play. Me too. I mean, the most entertaining it's player so in the NFL this so year. So it's it, that is literally how I would play Madden. Is how it's Lamar Jackson. It's better plays than I would play Madden. <laughs> it's incredible. That's how everyone looks playing Madden against me. Unfortunately, uh, <laughs> David, I want to ask you second here. Uh, okay, so your top moment of 2019, and I've been clarifying this to everyone. It doesn't have to be, uh, you know, certain lineup change or certain victory. It could just be. It, it could be a group text. It could be a certain shoving it in someone's face. It doesn't matter. It's all up to you. But something Luke related, your top moment of the 2019 season. Uh, I I will have to say it's hard to narrow one down just because I think this has been my favorite season. That oh, we've, I'm with we've you on that. I'm with you on that. Um, but I, I've been thinking about this, and I don't think the moment for me has happened yet, actually, because I, uh, I foresee my favorite moment of the year is all of us uh, – watching John run that beer mile, oh, drinking a, a beer in, in solidarity. But the moment that I'm really looking forward to is us all cheersing with John puking in the background. That's that really is what I'm so awesome. To. I love that <laughs> answer. It's yet to come, baby. And you are so right. That's going to be a legendary day. And you know one thing, John's going to push himself. He's not going to coast into this thing. He's oh, one God, for the entertainment value. As as he should. That's what you got to lean into at this point. I think so too. Once you're once you're faced with the punishment, uh, I mean, you got to just commit to it fully. And and you talked about this, but first year the Luke has really committed to a real punishment. So the pressure was definitely on you to round out that you know to round out this season. And you performed like we mentioned a huge pivotal win against Paul uh, to end the season. But what I also want to know, last question here is. As we progress, these seasons are going to be shuffled into a big book of Luke history. And 40 years down the line, it's going to be tough to remember specific details. So what would be kind of your one takeaway from the 2019 season or how you'll remember the season as a whole when you're looking back over the history? Yeah, I uh, I think this season has actually been our most pivotal as a, as a league, purely due to commitment 
I think everyone fully committed to this. Um, and and financially, I, I mean, maybe. It, <laughs> yes, I think, and I, I hope we continue to uh, pour more into the financial side of things as we all I do get, too. Get Let's new jobs keep up in this. <laughs> you know, uh, but I do. You know, I give a lot of credit to you with these podcasts. I think these kept people engaged all week long. Thank especially you, especially when you Shout were out. being being absurd and doing two of them a week. I don't understand how you were able to do that. So I think that was huge. I, I don't think sleep our group a message ton was anyway, huge. so it's easy to fill hours. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, this season has just – you could see how it would be really easy for this league to kind of fizzle out, but we just, you know, since high school haven't. And I think if we haven't fizzled out yet, I see it only going upwards from from here on out. So grateful to be uh, in this league with you fellas and grateful to uh, not be running the beer mile this year. <laughs> that's right. Beautiful words there, David. Beautiful. And I definitely appreciate it. But that's an awesome way to wrap it up. Uh, thank you for your time. And like I said, you oh, just absolutely. nailed that segment as you always seem to do. And, you know, for the third time and fuck you here, Paul, uh, congrats on that new job, dude. I'm really happy for you. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it. It's it's going to be crazy. I actually am at dinner with my new boss right now. So I'm going to yeah. head back yeah, You're taking there. time with us during your new dinner with your I, boss. Yeah, I had, to, I had to explain why. I was stepping out and I uh, was I had a mix of mixed feelings of pride and embarrassment. Yeah, but, uh, that's, I, I that's how it anyway. always goes when you're talking about these podcasts and maybe the Luke in general. <laughs> All right. Thanks for time, David. Uh, thanks, Connor. Later. Peace. But OK, I'll, you think you like better this. drill like Revis's this. right now in my in my 24 years of life? I'm better at life than you. So okay. Let's, All right, that's let's fair. Get, let's All get right. let's get down right. well, to that. Well, let's stay, let's not get personal here. I just no, want to no, know. Just not, just do you, not do you think you're better than Darrell Revis is right now? I'm better than you. And last but not least, we've got Jack McDonald on the line, our three-time champion, unfortunately, uh, finished towards the bottom of the rankings this year. But more importantly, Jack, it's come to the Lug's attention that you have taken your first lifetime trip to uh Las Vegas, Nevada and and with Cooper Sprunk and there might have been some events specifically on the ride home that uh ensued that weren't so favorable towards your pride and ego but can you let yeah. us know how the trip was as a whole in a quick little recap No it was it was perfect timing I was happy to take with the fellow was member at Coop and it, it was great timing because it distracted myself from anything football related You First needed that making a playoff I really needed it. First time not playing in the uh, in the loot playoffs in quite a while, so it was a great distraction. Briefly to recap, and I'm curious to see what Coop's explanation of the weekend was too. Um, he said, "Hey, just, uh, it, to his credit, like, he said you ended the weekend up." Um, I I hit a few heaters. I don't know if I was necessarily up or down, but I did hit some incredible heaters at the blackjack table. Um, apparently you're not supposed to say tables hot. And I kept yelling at the time. <laughs> People didn't love that. Oh, uh, they didn't love it. Uh, yeah, just a quick recap. I met Coop at the airport on Friday. He had come from his Christmas party. So he'd been drinking the previous five hours. He showed up hammered. <laughs> that, that's <laughs> what you got to expect on Vegas weekend. Make, I know. Make, make our way to, um, our hotel where we meet his mom and his stepdad. She greets us with a few double shot drinks, and everybody knows Coop's mom. She is a lovely human being, but she's lovely. certainly quite the instigator. Shout quite out the Kim. instigator and enabler. Shout out Kim. And so she got us going, and the next two nights just proceeded of, of gambling and drinking until like five or six a.m. both nights. 
Both times we went to bed, we were saying good morning to families, getting up early and catching flights, which is never a good sign. Oh, and no. Then, and oh, then no. Briefly, briefly um, you're right. The ride home was probably one of the most miserable experiences of my entire life. Um, not only are we e- hammered, but I am dry heating in the back of the plane. A and tiny the plane, right? It was her first trip ever. Oh no, Jack, you top. son of a bitch. And she was just like she was just like twenty two. Um, just like super innocent, blonde hair, blue eyes, she didn't know what's going on. I was bending over, holding on, grabbing at anything so oh, I no. could just not go down. I was like, Look, I'm sorry, it's not like this on every flight, I promise you. Except this every flight from Vegas. <laughs> Sunday flights home from Vegas, I would imagine it was like that. It was my first time there. I couldn't have asked for a better first-time experience. But it is now 7.30 on Tuesday night, and I, I can't quite say I'm fully recovered. So oh, yeah, I think the, the three-day hangover. Um, That's a sign of a good weekend. Yeah. And, and the last thing I'll ask, can you confirm or deny the use of a potential hefty trash bag at one point in your seat? Oh, yeah, I asked for a trash bag. Because <laughs> there was no barf bags, I heard. <laughs> he comes back you had to go hefty <laughs> all right oh john God. cena Who do you think I, I know the guy especially like coop and i are very big guys traveling together so we're just like elbowing each other for arms based on the tiny plane and trying not to throw I'm up driving, i'm driving in my suite <laughs> i have like i'm twitching out of control because you know when i don't sleep and like drink a ton i just start twitching <laughs> so i'm like it looks like i am malfunctioning as a human for the next two hours not to mention terrible turn- <laughs> just like i was gonna say those tiny planes over the mountains don't do well yeah i got some funny comments on the way out for from people observing in nearby seats but anyways we're all in one piece i don't want to go back to that place for at least another year or maybe even more let's get the football all right, let's get to football and get into football, Jack. It's the first year. You were there with me, a little sneak peek. Uh, Jack helped me pick out the first ever creation of the Yarby Trophy. It'll include the Luke history. Don't worry. Um, it's so going to be fantastic. Is that we're, announced? You, you've told people about the, the trophy? Well, it, it got leaked, and I thought it was from you. Oh, I told Coop. <laughs> this, this is like uh, the office. Yeah, no, because Kyle knew there was a trophy created somehow when I called him already. So I don't know <laughs> how this like is they, getting around, but I'm looking like, at oh, you, God. Cooper Sprunk. <laughs> That's funny. The bus, all right? But, no but hey, no one knows what it looks like except me and you. So I'm excited to get that unveiled. But Kyle and Randall squaring off two guys that have definitely had the titles of good regular season owners that couldn't finish in the playoffs. So there's a lot of legacy on the line, Jack. And if anyone knows anything yeah. about legacy in the Luge, it's you, unfortunately. Uh, as our three-time no. champion, how do you see this one unfolding here in year seven? I would predict, if everybody's making a prediction, I would predict that Randall's going to take this um, and run to his first championship. Looking at the matchups, I think that's where he's going to edge Kyle out. Not necessarily talent on his team, but my God, does he have some favorable, favorable matchups coming up in the first week of championship round. I'm going to quickly go through them. Lamar Do it. at New York chalk it up for a lot of points. Saquon at Miami, my God. Both Vikings players, Dalvin Cook and Stephon Diggs at the Chargers, high-scoring affair, everyone can predict. Godwin at Detroit, another high-scoring affair. Zach Ertz at Washington. This is getting ridiculous. 
Darren Waller, Jacksonville, Jacksonville Saints at this point. Um, and then the kicker at Oakland. Oakland looks terrible. I would be very nervous if I was Kyle staying on the barrel of those matchups on Randall's side of the ball this week. Yeah, I think those are good points. And and, and honestly, I think Kyle's going to like hearing that out of you because he's felt a little underrated all year. Um, anything to say towards... Well, Randall's... I also looked up the the total points. Randall scored 222 points more than Kyle's team this year. Ooh. I would feel... I would feel lucky if I was Kyle and had scratched my way to the playoffs this year. I think Randall is deserving the one seed. I think he has the best team top to bottom. And I really want to bring up the matchups because everybody knows a savvy owner will look at matchups weeks, what are we, 15 and 16 championship weekend and, um, and, and get players on their team who play shitty teams these two weeks. Randall has uh, by far and away done that. Okay, and I think, uh, you know what, we can understand. Shout out to the Igloo, Randall being your old roommate from college at the Igloo in Eugene. Um, you you almost were ha- had to go with him there, but you gave good reasoning for it. Another thing I wanted to know from you, Jack, as a master of the memories yourself, the swag master we all know, um, <laughs> what has been your favorite moment from the 2019 Lug season? Yep, I will sum that up to... League participation. I know it's not a specific moment, but um, the participation top to bottom is unmatched. And I think it's really cool in that since college, we have all gone different directions. You have two guys in LA, um, one in San Francisco, used to be in Seattle. We have one international, and then um, a few, obviously, in different suburbs in Portland. Working different jobs. Obviously, interests start going different directions, but the one thing we can always count on will bring us together for the next 40, 50 years is this league. And it's really cool to see what it's grown and blossomed into. And, yeah, I would just say the participation from top to bottom and its ability. I know it's – I don't want to call it a gimmick, fantasy football gimmick, but it kind of is, but it's also really cool that – we care so much about it because it keeps us close, closer than we would be if there was no fantasy football. Um, and so I'll just sum it up to elite participation. That's my absolute favorite part about this year. That's awesome. That's a great answer. And and I think it bookends kind of my next question. So feel free to just agree with yourself on this one um, in terms of my last question being, when you look back at year seven, one of the rare years yet in the Lug that you haven't taken home the title. So I know you'll remember it for that, but what's going to be, you know, you mentioned right in your last answer, 40, 50 years from now, we'll still be conducting yeah. this somehow just miraculously still carrying on um, as the Lug <laughs> seems to do. How are you going to remember it your will- seven or what's going to be the one note you kind of bookend this year with this one um i will remember as i'm going to call it a transition of talent and that oh i think i think the old cornerstones of fantasy football name a few i wrote a few down like Julio jones odell odd Gurley, melvin gordon the, the guys that would go top 10 the last six or seven years, right? Right. Um, that you could count on as a first-rounder. Um, and they, they both were, everyone was picked at least top two rounds this year. They're kind of falling off, and we're seeing the emergence of a lot of new talent in the league. Um, again, run them down. Lamar McCaffrey, uh, Godwin, Chubb, 
Thomas, Jacobs, and Mac. A lot of these guys jumped on the scene this year, and we're seeing Randall and Kyle being rewarded for sneaking them out or seeking them out, excuse me, in the draft. And those two guys are now in the championship. So I think that's uh, a great it, answer. It's nerve wracking. It's nerve wracking for me because I used to rely and fall back. On Your draft strategy's got to change, Jack. Uh, yeah, exactly. I need to now place a little bit more emphasis on finding the new talent and stop relying on the older guys because it's not doing it anymore. And that's a great point. And the last thing I'll, I'll say before I let you go here, just kind of on that is it's definitely the era you see it in basketball and it spread its way into football too, where um, there's no point in sitting a rookie a year really anymore. You kind of just throw them out there and let the young talent play. And it's starting to have more and more yep. success earlier and earlier. And that's going to have an impact on how we draft going forward. I mean, people are going to have impact, um, you know, when they're first seeing the field rather than three or four years into their career. And that's going to throw a loop in the whole process. So I think you hit the nail on the head. That's going to be really exciting to see how that continues to progress. Uh, with and that, another, another really quick thing yeah, go. Is, is drafting or almost placing more um, points on wide receiver twos on a good team. For example, so can I see here, like Julio, obviously wide receiver one on the team, Odell wide receiver one. And then let's think of like Mike Evans. Those all those wide receiver twos on those teams um, outperform far and away these powerhouse um, horses and Julio Odell and like Mike Evans because Godwin and Landry, without a doubt, scored more points than their one. So it's going to be about finding um, who's going to actually score more points versus who's the bigger name on the team. Right, maybe um, looking at yeah, like I said, Randall, yeah, and Randall and Kyle did a great job of that this year. And so I was really happy when it was them two in the championship because I think without a doubt they're the best two teams. I love when that happens. I know I've been, <laughs> I've been blamed of having some great luck in my history as a league manager. Unbelievable uh, I don't think luck. This one, I don't think this one necessarily came down to luck. I don't either. Um, I think I, I think that's I'll a great, to, great yeah. call. And so, yeah, I think either Victor is deserving, however I would put a handle. All righty. I like that take. And with that, Jack, we thank you for your time. I really do appreciate it. I know you're still uh, nursing that hangover as you go on 72 hours here. <laughs> so hopefully tomorrow, Wednesday morning, you can uh, give us the report that you're back to 100%. And maybe you and Coop can return to work. I don't know. Maybe, you know, maybe your companies <laughs> we'll will appreciate it. We'll see. Hey, I appreciate the call. I'll see everybody Christmas, and good luck to championship round. Sounds great. We can't wait. Thanks, Jack. All right. Bye-bye. Peace. Well, folks, that'll wrap up this edition of Commissioner's Corner. You know, I think before we wrap up here, though, I got to give you my three answers to those um, questions I've been asking everyone. First, I'm going to start off with my favorite moment of the Luke season. I think that'd have to be this podcast specifically for the reason that I only had to ask each of the nine other owners one time if they could hop onto a call for 10 minutes and all of them within, I would say, four hours hopped into uh, that and accepted the offer. And that just shows kind of the power of what the league has done this year and how close this group has grown over the seven seasons. And I really really appreciate that and especially I think you can hear now after listening over we're going on an hour and a half now what makes this league so brilliant is the diverse minds but yet that common bond you hear so many answers kind of ring similar but 
mentioned in different lights and that's what's so special about the league and as I look back at year seven what will wrap it up for me I think goes hand in hand with that comment being that it's the year all 10 of us realize that fantasy football has been an outlet for us just to stay in contact and like Jack was mentioning there even in the last moment it's spanned from high school through college now it still keeps us together despite where we are in the world or the locations and lastly I think you know, I'm always an unbiased commissioner, and so that's this last one's really tough. But when we're looking at the 2019 Luke Championship and who's taking home the Yarby, uh, Kyle and Randall both are well-deserving, in my opinion. I share it with a lot of the other Luke owners, the two best teams in the league by far. Um, but if I were to pick one, looking at the rosters, I would have to go with... You play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. If you want to crown them, then crown their But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook.